Welcome to the Scales and Tails podcast, where we unveil the secrets to weight loss. I'm your host, Brianna Fia Keen, accredited practicing dietitian, mum of four, and foodie fanatic who is constantly hungry because I talk about food all day long. Wouldn't that make you hungry too? Join me as I delve into the essential pillars that shape your weight loss journey, including mindset and motivation, nutrition and healthy eating, exercise and fitness, effective weight loss strategies, behavior change and habits, sleep and stress, and nurturing a positive body image through self-care. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey with me and my guests? I'm here to help you. Let's do this. So I got asked a question the other day in clinic from a patient about artificial sweeteners and I thought I would take this opportunity to talk a little bit more about them and obviously the role that they have in weight management and diet. Before we do that though, let's look at what they actually are and how they work. So artificial sweeteners are a manufactured chemical. They are a substitute for sugar and they are added to food or drinks to give them a sweeter taste. Artificial sweeteners provide a taste similar to sugar, but often they are much sweeter in smaller quantities. So although some of them contain calories, the amount that you actually need to consume to get the sweetness that you want or need is often very minimal. Um, So the calories are pretty much non-existent in them anyway. There's two different types of artificial sweeteners that we can have. Um, There's the artificial, the non-nutritive ones, and there is a nutritive sweetener. Um, they are products that are usually labelled as diet low-joule sugar, so diet cordial, um, low-sugar soft drink, low-joule jelly, that type of thing. Uh, Nutritive sweeteners are based on different types of carbohydrates. So they're products that contain sweeteners and are often labelled as carbohydrate modified, and the sweeteners provide that sweet taste. They have less energy or kilojoules, calories, than sugar, but they are not kilojoule or calorie-free. Whereas artificial or non-nutritive sweeteners are used as that sugar substitute, but they are energy-free, okay? So they have absolutely no energy associated with them. Now, how do they actually work? I find this really (laughs) exciting and interesting. You know, it's the science nerd coming out of me. The surface of your tongue is covered in lots and lots of little tiny taste buds. And each of those taste buds have taste receptors on them. So they're sweet, salty, sour, bitter, etc. And when you eat food, your taste receptors, um, you know, encounter those food molecules. And the sugar molecule then fits perfectly into your taste receptor for sweetness. That allows your brain to identify the sweet taste. So artificial sweetener molecules are really similar to sugar molecules and they're similar enough to fit on the sweetness receptor in your tongue. But they are generally a little bit different. So your body um, doesn't break it down into calories. And that's how they provide a sweet taste without the added calories. So there's a slight change in their structure so that your body can't break it down as much. Some artificial sweeteners that you're going to be familiar with, some aren't. So let's take a look at what's on the market here in Australia and what options do we have. And we'll talk a little bit about 
their history, I guess. So the first one I wanted to talk about is aspartame. So that's 951, chemical 951. It's 200 times sweeter than sugar, and it provides about 17 kilojoules per gram of energy. It's used in low-joule um, and sugar-free foods and drinks, um, as well as soft drinks, and as a tabletop sweetener as well. Sometimes it can be in flavoured yogurt, lollies, um, and confectionery. And the other thing that it's often used in is like weight loss products. So Aspartame entered the market in 1981 and it's sold under the brand name NutraSweet or Equal here in Australia. Now, a survey conducted by Fizans, so Food Safety Australia in New Zealand, in 2003 looked at the amount of aspartame that is eaten or consumed here in Australia. And what they found was that on average, um, the consumers have aspartame uh, in very small quantities. So it was about 6% of the ADI daily intake. And high consumers were only having 15% of the ADI. So we here in Australia consume aspartame in quite low levels. The second one that I wanted to look at is cyclamate, so chemical number 952. So it has no kilojoules in it. It's 30 times sweeter than sugar, making it the least potent artificial sweetener. And it's more commonly used in cordials, fruit drinks, soft drinks, desserts, lollies, um, as well as a tabletop sweetener as well. And sometimes they combine it with another sweetener, especially saccharin. Um, and it's on the shelf, brand's name, Sucaril. They did an animal study on it in 1970, and they found that it increased the incidence of bladder cancer in rats when they were exposed to a mix of cyclamate and saccharin. And this led to the ban of cyclamate in a number of countries, so the US and the UK definitely have it banned, but the association between bladder cancer and cyclamate could not be reproduced in any other animals. So they tried to study it in other animal populations and it couldn't be reproduced. They then evaluated the data a little bit more and found that cyclamate um, was not a carcinogen. Okay, so it was actually safe. The Food Safety Australia New Zealand Authority has reduced the amount of cyclamates that are allowed in flavoured drinks so that Australians' exposure to cyclamates is within safe limits. So that's a little bit about cyclamate. The third one I wanted to talk about is saccharin, so chemical 954. And it's 200 to 700 times sweeter than sugar, so it is quite sweet, but it has no kilojoules because it's not, not metabolised by the body. And it's commonly used in cordials, fruit drinks, soft drinks, baked goods, desserts, lollies, toothpaste, and mouthwash. And it's sold under the name as sugarless, sugary, sweet and low, um, here in Australia. So they did some studies on saccharin, and they have found that there is no consistent evidence that saccharin is associated with bladder cancer in humans, okay, uh, here in Australia. A Canadian study 
showed that there was a positive correlation. Um, so that's why it's kind of been in the research. At the same time, the US found that no correlation existed between bladder cancer and artificial sweeteners. So in 1999, the IARC concluded that saccharin produces bladder cancer in rats, but the reason that it does so is by non-DNA reactive mechanism. And us as humans don't actually have that. So their conclusion was that it's not relevant to humans because of the difference between rats and humans. So they then actually removed saccharin from being a possible carcinogen um, because there just wasn't enough evidence there. Now, the next one I wanted to talk about is sucralose, so chemical 955. It is 600 times sweeter than sugar and has no kilojoules as it's not metabolized by the body. Um, it's often found in... Soft drinks, flavoured yogurts, cordials, and sports products. Um, and it's sold under the brand's name Splenda um, here in Australia. Extensive testing has established the safety of sucralose, and it has been shown to be non-carcinogenic. Now, there's two other ones that I wanted to talk about that are natural sweeteners. So one of them is stevia, and the other one is monk fruit extract. So stevia is chemical number 960, but it's a natural sweetener derived from the stevia rebudiana plant, and it's about two to 300 times sweeter than sugar. doesn't contain any energy. It's relatively new here in Australia, but it's been used in Japan for more than 30 years. So it's sold under the name stevia, and our Food and Safety Authority here in Australia and New Zealand has done lots and lots of studies on it and um, prior to it being approved here in Australia for use, and it just concluded that it's unlikely to have adverse effects on health um, at doses up to 11 milligrams per body weight. So through all their research that has been done involving both humans and animals, um, looking at all of the evidence, they concluded that stevia is not carcinogenic, it's not toxic, doesn't pose a risk to pregnant women or to children, so it is quite safe. And the other one is monk fruit extract, which is similar to stevia, but it's more recently come to the market here in Australia, I guess. Um, hasn't been around for as long. Again, it's derived from a plant, and it's about 250 to 400 times sweeter than sugar and contains no energy and is quite safe. So that's a little bit about the artificial sweeteners. Um, when we take a look at some of the nutritive sweeteners, um, you might be familiar with things like fructose or isomalt or um, any of the sugar alcohols, so mannitol, maltitol, xylitol. They have the same kilojoule content as sugar, um, but can be quite gut-provoking, so they can cause <laughs> a little bit of a laxative effect. Um, maltodextrin's another one. Um, it can also be listed as hydrolyzed corn syrup or glucose syrup and polydextrose, again, which can have a laxative effect. So they're modified carbohydrates. Now, 
what's the role of sweeteners and weight management? So artificial sweeteners are popular for people who are trying to lose weight. However, their effects on appetite and weight vary amongst all the studies that have been done. So intense sweeteners or diet foods um, are often chosen to help people maintain or lose weight. But the research suggests that intense sweeteners may actually contribute to weight gain. So several large population studies found a positive association between intense sweetener use and weight gain. And these findings may be due to overcompensation. So when substituting intense sweeteners for sugars, they're actually just using more, um, resulting in an overall increase of that total energy intake. Results from a meta-analysis showed that findings from observational studies showed no association of or a, a very small positive association between sweeteners and weight gain. Um, you know, then they looked at data for randomized controlled trials, um, and that's kind of the best kind of data that you can get. Um, and that showed that substituting intense sweeteners can result in a modest weight loss. So there's data out there, I guess, that show it helps. There's data that shows it doesn't. There's data that says has the opposite effect. There's data there for everything. The idea, though, is that artificial sweeteners may be unable to activate the food reward pathway needed to make you feel satisfied after you eat. Given that they taste sweet but they lack the calories, um, they're thought to confuse the brain. So sometimes you can still feel hungry because they don't have the, the calories. So then you're not actually feeling full from them. Some scientists think you need to eat more of artificially sweetened foods compared to sugar-sweetened ones. Um, some people think that it causes more cravings. And the more sugary foods you eat, the more cravings you're going to have. Um, you know, that being said, there are lots of studies out there that don't support the idea that sweeteners increase hunger or calorie intake. In fact, several studies have found that participants report less hunger and consume fewer calories when they replace sugary foods and drink with artificial sweetened options. So when we look at that weight control, you know, some studies report a link between consuming artificial sweetened beverages and obesity. Again, when they look at the RCTs, that, that gold standard, um, you know, they report that artificial sweeteners may reduce body weight. They may reduce fatness. They may reduce weight circumference. You know, and that's because when they replace regular soft drink with sugar-free soft drinks, um, they could actually decrease their BMI, their body mass in index, up to 1.3 to 1.7 points. So nearly two points is, is not bad. If you had a BMI of 27 and dropped down to 25, you know, that's pretty significant. What's more, choosing artificially sweetened foods instead of those with added sugar may reduce the number of total calories that you are consuming. So some studies, you know, range from four weeks, some range to 40 months, show that this may lead up to about 1.3 kilogram weight loss, okay, just by reducing some of the calories in the foods by swapping over to some of those artificially sweetened products. Sweetened drinks, artificially sweetened drinks, can be a really easy alternative for people who do consume 
regular soft drinks. Um, I wouldn't say take up artificially sweetened drinks if you don't already do it, but if we're looking at a substitution, you know, it's a really easy alternative there. However, opting for diet soda will not lead to any weight loss if you compensate by eating larger portions or extra sweets um, or if the diet soda increases your cravings. So, you know, sometimes water is actually the best option in that situation too. You've just got to be very personalised and aware of what's going on. So I think, you know, there's always going to be studies that are pro and cons against and there's going to be all kinds of information out there. But hopefully I've given you a little bit of an idea on what the history is of some of the sweeteners here in Australia um, and that you can go ahead and, you know, choose if they are right for you or if not and if you do want to choose them, what ones might be the best fit for you and your family. Um, and in terms of their role in weight loss, um, I, I always look at that bigger picture. Like I say to my clients, let's look at the bigger picture. So if you choose to use those artificially sweetened products, let's look at the big picture. Let's look at, you know, what kind of response you're having with your body um, and what kind of results you're getting. So if you've got any questions, please reach out. Um, but hopefully you know a little bit more about artificially sweetened products here in Australia now. Feel free to share it with anybody that you do know that you think would benefit from this episode too. Until next week, bye. That's all I have for you today. Another episode done and dusted here at Scales and Tails, unveiling the secret of weight loss podcast. I hope you found valuable insights and practical tips to support your weight loss journey. Remember, sustainable change takes time. So be patient and kind to yourself. I'd love for you to head to my website at yourfamiliesnutritionist.com.au. I so appreciate you being here, so thank you. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please reach out to me. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review so that others can find the podcast and have the opportunity to achieve something they've thought was impossible up until now. Between now and then, when I'm next in your ears, I hope you find the joy in the food you eat and get to share it with those you love, including yourself. Thank you.